Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, my guest today is Robert Allen, the founder of CoinCube. Good, thanks for coming. Yeah, so tell um, listeners about CoinCube. What do you guys do? Yeah, it's my pleasure to be on the show. Um, so CoinCube is index investing applied to the crypto asset space. And so the idea really is that I see Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so on and so forth as in many ways a new asset class um, and, and also a new marketplace that you could kind of compared to, let's say, the NASDAQ um, in the sense that it's sort of, you know, a new technology um, and you've got all of these different applications of it and different attempts at uh, building value. And it's difficult to know, um, you know, if you're a humble investor who's been wrong sometimes, been right sometimes, um, you start to realize that, you know, you're not always right. Um, So investing in an index is, in my opinion, sort of a humble way to have broad exposure to a market. And in many ways, you're trusting that the market as a whole is valuing these assets in a way that's at least close to right. Now, you know, we could obviously find you know, lots of examples where specific information might help people to, uh, you know, to buy something that's undervalued and, and benefit from that. But generally speaking, if you are just trying to gain exposure to a market and you don't have a ton of time to Mm-hmm. invest in learning about every you know single blockchain project that is released index investing has you know in traditional markets been a good way to just basically capture the movement of, of a broad market and so that's what we're trying to make um, easy for people to do okay so to my knowledge there's no index funds for crypto yet I don't know if there are you know made up by some people you know per quote-unquote sector I mean how do you get into an index fund or how do you create a portfolio that mimics some kind of an index? Yeah, so what we have in terms of our current product offering is software that connects to user exchanges. And we support seven exchanges right now, um, Bittrex, Poloniex, Kraken, Bitfinex, and a couple others. And with our software, uh, users can pick, let's say, um, top 10, 20, top 30. We also have top 50. So we've got a couple different indexes that are pre-built that you can select. And, and, you know, they're very, very simple. It's just simply, for example, the top 10 is looking at the market capitalization, the crypto asset space, and picking the top 10 assets based on on their market capitalization. So obviously Bitcoin would be number one, Ethereum is number two, and so on and so forth. Um, And so a top 10 index, you're just picking the top 10. 
And then in terms of how you weight that portfolio, we basically have given people a lot of um, room to, to kind of customize. So in a lot of markets, a traditional index uh, might be market cap weighted. So that would mean that, let's say, Bitcoin represents 50% of the market cap of, a, of an index, then you would buy 50% of your portfolio in Bitcoin. And let's say if Ethereum is 20%, then you would buy 20% of your portfolio into Ethereum. Um, so that would be market cap weighted. You could also uh, approach it in, in sort of a more potentially risky, some people would argue risky uh, way, and you could buy equally weighted. And so that would be, say, the top 10, you would put 10% of your portfolio in each of those 10 assets. And, um, you know, you're kind of leveraging up on some of the smaller um, protocols. And so if there's big upside on some of those, you could really benefit. But of course, there's also the risk 2013 when the price of Bitcoin dropped considerably, that kind of created a cascade where a lot of money exited crypto and a lot of the smaller assets got really, really hammered. So, you know, it's, but ultimately we're just building software, we, you know, offer to people and they can decide based on their objectives and what they think is happening in the market, they can decide how to use it. Um, so you, we've got a slider where you can actually allocate to market cap, you can allocate to uh, equally weighted, or you can actually blend the two and, and kind of come up with something in between. Well, I guess I could do this mechanically in my, you know, exchange account, but how does your software work specifically? Do you tell it, oh, okay, I want to have an even balanced portfolio amongst the top tens, and will will it trade for you in your exchange account? Yes, exactly. So once you have decided on the portfolio and your choice on, you know, market cap versus equally weighted, there are a few other parameters that we have in there as well. Um, but once you've got that all decided, you would finalize your portfolio, and then our software will buy and sell exchange or exchanges that you have connected. Um, it'll buy the appropriate assets so that you will be allocated according to that portfolio, and then it will rebalance it. Um, and the default, we have a couple settings that you can adjust with this as well. The default for the rebalancing algorithm is that it's actually a percentage of uh, movement. So in other words, uh, basically, if the price of Bitcoin rises, it, it, out, it starts at 5% is the, the default. So if Bitcoin rises um, by 5% relative to the rest of the portfolio, then it'll sell a small amount of Bitcoin and um, allocate to the other assets. And so it'll basically dynamically rebalance. Um, you can also set it to rebalance on uh, like a monthly or um, quarterly or weekly basis as well. So you've got some options about that goes about. That's pretty cool. Um, what are some guidelines, you know, perhaps you have experience trading in uh, the equities markets or in modern, modern portfolio theory, but what are some of the guidelines you think would be, um, might be beneficial for people? You know, rebalance when any particular asset gets to be 10% or more or move this percentage. So you can see on... Um, on our website, if you go to the, like when you go to the landing page and you look, there's a, an indexes tab. So if you go there, you can look at back tests of a market cap weighted and an equally weighted portfolio um, of all the, so of the top 5, 10, 20, 30, 50. So you can see since 2015, so January 2015 uh, until present, you can see how these different uh, weightings have, have worked out. So, so far, you know, given that time period, the equally weighted portfolios have dramatically outperformed the market cap weighted portfolios. But we've also been, for quite a bit of that time, we've been in a, 
a fairly strong, not <laughs> a very strong, um, you know, bull market for crypto. Mm. 2015, not so much, but as you get into 2016 and beyond, it really starts to get pretty, pretty wild in terms of some of the returns. So, you know, again, I, I can't give investment advice because we're not providing wealth management services. Again, we're providing software tools, but I would basically say, you know, you should look at what your objectives are in terms of investment and look at what, uh, you know, what's the downside risk with, with the portfolio that you've chosen and make sure that that's in line with what your objectives are. You know, in other words, if you're putting 90% of your money into crypto, probably not a great idea to begin with. Uh, but let's say you are doing that, I would definitely not advise to put all of it into super speculative assets. Now, you might really, you know, you could do that and you could be extremely happy, but, but you're also exposing yourself to a, a lot more risk. So, you know, but, but if you're putting a small amount of your portfolio, 5% or less, you know, then maybe it's not quite so dangerous to be risky. But again, it just depends on where you are in life, what's your income. You know, there's, there's a, a million things that you need to kind of consider. Well, based on your, your past data, are you allowed to label any of the strategies as conservative or aggressive, or you, you can't do that. You just have to say, hey, here's uh, you know a sample of uh, five strategies that you could do. Yeah, I would I would say it's it's pretty tricky to get to a point where we're telling people this is risky or this is not risky, um, because again, we're not you know uh, we're not wealth managers. We're not regulated by uh, any of the regulatory bodies, so we have to be very careful about what we say um, in that sort of way. But I mean, there's plenty of research that people can just go and you know Google online about portfolios, about risk, and kind of do their own due diligence. So, you know, in many ways, the current product offering is kind of geared to people who, you know, are sort of pro types, you know, people that really understand finance and, and really understand what these tools are, are useful for. We are looking down the road to, you know, eventually get to a point where we are actually, you know, a regulated financial company. And at that time, it'll be easier for us to then start to potentially make recommendations for individual um, investors. But, you know, for now, I just have to be very careful what I say. I understand. Um, I'm always curious, well, not privy to, but able to see lots of data. Any surprises in the data you see? Are you able to see your customers and what they're doing and who's winning and losing? Well, yeah, I mean, what I would say from the last few months of, of watching, you know, as we've had more and more assets come onto the platform is that at least in this time period, and of course, you know, the future will probably be different, but if you, you bought into a top 30 index and you went really kind of extreme in terms of, you know, equally weighted, let's say, and it was at the top of, of a market and then there's a big crash, that's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> Um, because again, you know, and this will probably change in the future, but as it stands now, typically if Bitcoin is dropping, a lot of the altcoins and other assets are dropping even more in percentage terms. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, investing is it's about timing. And so if you get into a market sort of at, you know, near a peak and you go really aggressive, um, you can definitely get burned. And so people should be cautious. Um, you know, again, I mean, just sort of general advice is don't put all your money in one investment. You know, you know, don't put all your money on one exchange. You know, so diversification is is a very, I think, a very intelligent rule as an investor to follow. So we definitely recommend that. 
as much as uh, we're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. How do you uh, reconcile uh, certain rebalancing profiles, I guess you can call them, with uh, tax consequences or or trading slippage? You know, some uh, rebalances may be aggressive in the fact that they may cause lots of trades and, you know, lots of taxable events, or again, just slippage. Right. You know, there's trade-offs with any, with any approach. On the one hand, if you're trading more frequently, obviously you're looking at potentially you know, triggering taxable events, as you're saying. What we're doing with the software is when we place orders, we're using market-making orders. We're, we're hoping, you know, and this is in many ways a, a secondary consequence of, of the rebalance strategy, but based on the way the algorithm works, we're hoping that we can capture some spread for users um, as the market is volatile. And so the hope there is, and, and you know, we don't have any guarantees or, or you know, even data on this at this point. This is something we're still looking at, and, and we've only been you know, going live with this strategy for about six months now. But the goal is to try to capture some spread and essentially add, you know, a bit of a market-making aspect to what we're doing. And so potentially, you know, if you're doing market-making in, in an efficient manner, benefit more from the market-making you would if you were simply just sitting on the investment and holding it. So in other words, buy and hold, you're going to have a lower, or your, you know, your tax consequence is going to be pushed off into the future. You haven't created a taxable event, but you might miss out on the benefit of those swings in the market and the, the fact that, you know, when you're basically when you're rebalancing, the idea is basket of assets. One asset has really kind of gotten away from the rest of the pack. And, you know, at some point when things go up, they eventually come back down. So you sell some of that asset when it's at potentially a high price relative to the rest of the portfolio and you are patient and you wait for it to come back down. And so, you know, it, the theory of it is that you're buying low and you're selling high. And if you do that enough times, you're going to be benefiting to the point where, you know, it's going to offset the tax consequence. I guess that would be the argument for it. Um, but, you know, and also everyone, you know, has to look at their specific jurisdiction in terms of what the tax consequences are for trading because we have users from all over. So it definitely varies, you know, place to place. So right now your software, it's free from what I saw on the website. What's what's your roadmap ahead for the next six months or a year? Where do you want to take this? You said you may want to be a market maker and capture some spreads. What else are you guys working on? So the immediate roadmap is that we're going to add a pro account that will be paid. We're still working on the details of that, but the basic business model for the companies, we're, we're working with, you know, sort of the SaaS um, software as a service approach and um, and also the freemium kind of model of that. So our plan is to have sort of our core offering be free, um, and we're going to cap that at some, you know, some value. So potentially we're toying with maybe $50,000, for example. Um, so, you know, accounts under 50K will be free. Uh, over 50K, we'll have a small fee, and we're still looking at, you know, some are probably 10 to $20 range per month is what we're thinking. And that will also, the ProCap will also have a few additional features uh, for example, we actually have, you know, today it's live and, and working. We have a custom portfolio feature for the pro account. Um, so basically right now we have the pro account available. We're also not charging for that just because we're still building it. But once we get that ironed out, we will eventually you know, begin charging. And that will probably happen within a month or so. So we'll have that. And then we're looking at building essentially a wealth management or a wealth manager tier, and that will be geared toward wealth managers. And so the idea there is we've been approached individuals from several countries, and they've all said that they like what we're building and they're interested in using it to manage their client 
you know, crypto portfolios, but we have some pieces that we need to build uh, to make that, you know, that feasible. Essentially, we need to build a new, a new account that will be the wealth manager account, and it'll have a, you know, a dashboard and, and uh, kind of an overview of all of the clients, and then they'll be able to add essentially as many client accounts as they want. Um, into that. So we're excited about that because it will open us up to, you know, high net worth investors. And, and in many ways, it's kind of in, in, with what we're building, which again is software tools effectively, you know, requires that the users have some uh, financial knowledge and some experience, um, you know, even just setting up an account and then you have to put money onto exchanges. You have to go on the exchange, create an API key. You know, many people have never heard of an API key before. They have to take that key, put it into our software. So there's multiple steps, and we've definitely seen that that you know that's a bit of a barrier to entry for some retail clients. They just can't get past some of those um, aspects. It's too difficult, or or just you know they get bored or decide it's too much work or whatever. Roadmap for CoinCube. We have some other things we'll be working on, but I guess I'll probably just keep it at that for now. Or a high net worth account look like versus a um, a regular one. What kind of features and benefits and things that are available to those accounts? So I mean, initially it will probably be very very similar to the pro account, but down the road there's a possibility that we could add additional algorithms. So there might be you know a risk portfolio, for example, that would would use some kind of quantitative um, approach to deciding you know risk of specific assets and then weighting appropriate or weighting excuse me according to that risk profile. So that's one thing. There's actually a company uh, that we're in contact here uh, with in Zurich, and um, you know they're they're basically a quantitative or algorithmic trading shop. And so we might find some way to partner on that. Um, a, a pure market making algorithm is another strategy that we're um, you know kind of in the very early stages of exploring that and thinking about you know what we might want to offer in that way. But for institutional or, or you know kind of wealth manager type. Uh, clients, that sort of product might be very, um, very attractive. Are you going to be doing any uh, algorithmic trading, you know, in addition to rebalancing, but, um, you know, AI type stuff to maximize the value of a given portfolio on behalf of clients? Will there be, um, you know, uh, different algorithms that people can choose from with the, uh, where the algorithm has a goal? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that we are looking into more. Um, to me, uh, of course, I want to be very, very careful that if we do offer products like that, that not only have we thoroughly vetted the code and or company that's bringing the, the, the code to us, but you know, that we've actually seen real money traded with that software and, and you know, seen some actual success. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that try to beat the market and try to use different tools to do that. And I think there's a lot of people that fail. <laughs> so it's not to say that I think it's impossible, but um, I think we're going to be cautious moving in that direction, but I am interested. And I think if we have a really good platform and, you know, we have users and we have assets uh, to manage, then, you know, it, it should be not terribly difficult to find companies that might want to partner with us. And, uh, you know, again, in fact, there is a company in, uh, so we're currently in this program here called Kickstart Accelerator in Zurich, a company that's also in this program currently with us called Excel. It's triple A C C E L L. They are an algorithmic trading software company and um, you know they're very impressive data scientists, PhD, you know, like very, very, very um, credentialed math. So yeah, you know, we're gonna very early stages of, of chatting with them. Uh, they actually haven't done uh, any trading or, or really looked in the crypto market. So they're interested. We'll probably probably supply them with some data and let them play with it, and then 
you know, see if there's a way that we might be able to partner if there's some value. So yeah, again, interested in it, looking at it, uh, but I just want to be sure that we are cautious and moving in that direction because, you know, in terms of if you look at you know, traditional uh, markets, you've got a lot of hedge funds, you've got a lot of you know, managed funds, and the vast majority of these products actually underperform indexes if you look at you know, kind of long-term um, performance. So to me, it just seems like a pragmatic first step is to offer you know, a product that's popular in the market that is proven itself as you know an effective approach to investing you know our index is beaten sure sometimes but um, you know I feel like that's a good benchmark so that's why I wanted to bring those tools to the market and we'll see but yeah I mean there's there's a, a lot of exciting things that, that hopefully we will do and and uh, I guess one other thing I, I could mention is on our roadmap so after we get the current platform um, with the wealth manager tier finished, we are looking at adding, and we'll need to be regulated to do this properly, but um, basically offering index products in, in sort of the more traditional sense. So we would issue a token, say, for example, on you know, Ethereum, the RC20 token, uh, that would be for, let's say, a top 10 index, and you know, we'd spell out uh, the rebalance algorithm in terms of how that works and you know, the details of that fund and then uh, put it out there. And initially, we would have to hold the private keys for the, for the funds, um, but we work on doing that in a way that is safe, transparent, you know, multi-sig, potentially get other companies even involved in that process so that we can ensure, pe- ensure that people's money is safe. But, um, but that'd be exciting because for retail clients, you know, that's a much easier step to broad diversification than having to go to exchanges, put money on, and so on and so forth, and connect API keys and all that. So, you know, that that I think could be um, a really big step in helping retail investors, you know, very quickly and easily kind of grab a nice chunk of the market and hold on to it. Uh, very good. Robert, so uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and to watch uh, KubeCoin and, uh, you know, keep an eye on your efforts? Um, yeah, so people can go to coincube.io. That is our website. And, of course, we're on all social media um, and so on. Um, but, yeah, coinkey.io, sign up. It's free. Um, you know, love for people to take a look. We're still in beta, uh, but we've been in beta for a few months now, so you know, most of the user interface bugs and things have been worked out. Um, but we're iterating and moving very quickly, so you know, we're adding features, and then sometimes we remove them because we realize they maybe aren't working the way we want. So, um, obviously, we you know, ask people to have some patience with us as we're developing it. But, um, you know, the response in the market has been really positive um, so far, which is really great to build something that people seem to enjoy using. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to continue to work on it and see where we can go from here. Well, very good. Robert, thanks for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to uh, seeing this. It'll be a great help. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Richard. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com.
You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 